Hello everyone, this is Inspire Your Event. So there's a bridal show coming up and everyone who walks through the door is gonna get five secrets to an awesome wedding from me. But guess what? You're also gonna get them here, so let's roll. Welcome to the Inspire Your Event podcast. My name is Kevin Snow, founder of eventsbysnow.com. We're all here for two main reasons. Number one, you want to host a wedding or event that is completely unique, exciting, and memorable. Number two, you've got a passion for learning new ideas, discovering insider tips, and collaborating to raise the industry standards. I've worked full-time as a wedding and special event DJ since 2011. During that time, I've learned what makes an event successful and met some awesome people along the way. So let's discover these secrets some of these people and have an inspired event. Hey folks, this is Kevin Snow with the Inspire Your Event podcast. So like I said, I'm currently preparing for a bridal show coming up later this month on July 22nd at the Columbia Convention Center. And I've had the fortunate opportunity to be asked to DJ for a New York Bride and Groom, which is a bridal dress boutique that is new to the area. Uh, They began in New York and have a Charlotte and a Raleigh, North Carolina location. But now we are lucky enough to have them here. So most vendors at the bridal show rent one booth for the show. It's like a 10 by 10 booth. New York Bride and Groom and me, we're going to have four booths that are connected and it's going to be somewhat of a fashion show where uh, the models are going to be like hanging out on the furniture. We're going to have these nice white couches. It's just going to be beautiful. And like I said, they've asked me to DJ it. So I'm super excited about that. However, I won't have the chance to talk to all of the couples coming through the way that I used to when I had my own booth. So I'm going to be taking email addresses and emailing everyone about my DJ business and giving them some tips to have an awesome wedding. These five can pretty much be applied to nearly any and every wedding. And since they kind of blanket everything, uh, I thought that was a good place to start. So here we go. Number one, weddings can be weird parties. And I don't mean just because like you have uh, some weird family members or you're having some sort of crazy theme. I mean... Okay, let's back up. If I'm doing a party for uh, a university, I have an idea of how old all of the attendees are going to be. They're going to be college-age students. Or if I'm doing some sort of corporate event, you know, and it's all the folks who work in that office, I kind of have an idea of what kind of people I will be working with and the kind of music that they want to listen to. Now, a wedding... It's a little bit different. There's going to be people from seven years old to 70 years old, and they're coming from all over the country and two completely different families. There are going to be so many different musical tastes at this party. It's just, you're going to have people who want country and people who want hip hop and people who want top 40 and people who want Frank Sinatra, and it's all over the board, right? And then on top of that, a lot of times your guests may not know each other. I know that some weddings that I've been to, I didn't even really know the bride or the groom. I was just going along with someone else who who knew the bride, and I didn't know either of them. So I definitely didn't know anybody there. 
So think about that. Weddings can be very weird parties in terms of musical taste and whether or not your guests even know each other. It's not a, a huge gathering of people who are, are super tight friends. And then there are people there who are super tight friends, but you don't want everyone to feel like they're the outcast if they're not a part of that in-group. So you want everyone to have a good time and not a weird time. One way to do that is to make sure you have a variety of songs from different decades and genres. I've had brides and grooms who say, yeah, we're huge Grateful Dead fans. We just want to have Grateful Dead, you know, all night. Guarantee you right now that is not going to work 99% of the time. You definitely need to mix it up and have different types of music and things that are going to appeal to all of your guests. Now, for me, if I'm DJing for you, I've DJed plenty of weddings and I know how to read a crowd. A good DJ is going to know how to read your crowd and mix these songs appropriately so that everything flows naturally and it's not like you're just jumping back and forth from one song to another. If uh, we're getting together to do your wedding, this is something we'll definitely talk about in your consultation. Number two, keep dinner music fun. Uh, because eating is fun, right? That's, it should all be fun. This entire wedding from beginning to end should be fun. However, a lot of your guests will have traveled and had really long days. And that goes for the couple who's getting married too. It's going to have been a long day for most people involved. So right after you've had the ceremony and everything's been, you know, chill and relaxed. And then you go and you stuff your face with food and you put yourself into a food coma you are thinking it's now nap time. And you know what comes right after eating? Dancing. It's interesting that we want to go right into dancing whenever everyone feels like it's time for a nap. So the best way to kind of combat that is to have some upbeat music during dinner. Now, dinner music has its own connotation to it. People think dinner music and it's really light background things, but a lot of times that's going to help uh, some of your folks start to nod off. So if you want to keep it in that dinner music vein, I would definitely pepper in a couple of songs that are a little more upbeat. They don't have to necessarily encourage people to dance, but definitely songs that people know the words to sing along to. They're like, oh yeah, this song's really fun. And that way they know that there's going to be more fun coming and then you can escalate the party easier right after dinner. Number three, the bar is a friend to dancing. I hope you plan on having alcohol at your adult party. It will help the entire night if people are drinking, having fun, having a good time. Isn't that the point in having the bar? There's other options you can do if you don't want to have alcohol, and we'll get into that some other time. But since people are, are in our situation right now, let's pretend people are going to be drinking at your wedding. Okay, so if they are and you have the bar outside of the reception you're like oh let's put it outside people can meet and hang out out there if they don't want to listen to the music that is not going to help the people who do want to be inside and dance especially if you're wanting your folks to be inside and partying you need to have the bar inside and near the dance floor as close as possible that way people are not having to wander through tables and trip over chairs as they're trying to go get another drink or they might have to go into another room where they can't even see the dance floor and then they're just hanging out at the bar they have no idea if people are having a good time dancing or not the closer you can get your bar to the dance floor the closer your guests will be to being on the dance floor and then everyone is there all night 
Number four, I call this one, here's to more time celebrating. It's dealing with toasts. Okay, toasts are definitely a, a significant, special part of weddings. Sometimes they're sappy, and that's great because we want to help create emotion because emotions are memorable. Uh, but I would advise that if you are planning on having toasts during your wedding reception, please choose in advance who these people are that are going to speak. That way they know they're going to talk, they're going to have the opportunity to plan something, and it's not going to be a train wreck of a toast. And then do not open the floor to anybody else who wants to give a toast because you don't know who's going to stand up. Maybe it's one of those people who doesn't know anybody at your wedding who's been drinking and he just gets excited and he gets the idea to say, look, I know I just met you two today, but y'all are like the coolest people I've ever met. And thank you for having me here. And then he passes the mic on to some other random guests. Like you don't want that going on. It can quickly eat up your entire night. 15 to 20 minutes are easily going to disappear just from the people that you've planned. And you want to not turn your wedding reception into some sort of event where everyone's just sitting around listening to people speak. Um, now, if you do have people who are going to say a lot, it's best to have that at the rehearsal dinner. Use your rehearsal dinner to get all that long-winded stuff out of the way. Um, because at the reception, your guests will stop listening. Even worse, they might become chatty. And it's going to be one of those things where the person talking has to be like, okay, everybody, sh I'm going to get through this, you know. And who knows, there might be someone else who's coming up after them. But attention spans are limited. So be careful how you handle your toasts. And number five, the last tip, is to plan enough time to party. There's nothing worse than you get to the end of the night and nobody's ready to leave yet, but you have to leave. You are going to put so much planning into your wedding, whether it's you know searching for vendors and all the emailing and consultations and blah, blah, blah. And it's going to culminate with a once-in-a-lifetime party. And it's going to be here before you know it. So make sure that all the energy and you know blood, sweat, and tears that you've put into making this night exactly what you want makes this night exactly what you want. And you don't have to leave early. All of your and your fiance's closest friends and family are going to be there. It's going to be the biggest party you've thrown in your life. And at the end of the day, you want people to remember what an awesome wedding and celebration of your marriage that there was. So you need to throw the party you deserve. Make sure that you arrange with all the appropriate vendors about their policy on staying longer. And if there's going to be any additional cost, what those are. And do yourself a favor, follow these tips, and then chances are you're going to want to keep the party going longer than expected. Keep in mind, people remember things because of experiences and emotions. So again, throw the party you deserve. If you book me, you get five hours right from the start. I'll let you know that up front, and we can discuss me staying longer if that's something that you want. So those are the five secrets that I'm sending out, and I had put them in an email form to everyone who's going to the bridal show. I might make these available on my Website, if you go to eventsbysnow.com forward slash inspire your event. Again, that is eventsbysnow.com forward slash inspire your event. These tips are totally going to help you out and I will catch you later. Thank you for listening to the Inspire Your Event podcast. 
like, subscribe, be a part of the inspiration to change the way the world parties. Let's get out there and do this. No more cookie cutter weddings. Visit eventsbysnow.com for more information.